0: Welcome back to another episode of the Silent Battle. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. Today is going to be a wonderful segment. Again, I am your host, Erica Honeycutt, and today I will be interviewing Chantelle Bryant from Atlanta, Georgia. Chantelle has an autoimmune disease called lupus. Today she is going to share her raw and candid story about her journey with lupus and how she manages her symptoms. Also, She will give us some tips, if she has any, on what may help you all out there to live your life more easily as we battle our autoimmune diseases. Let's get started. Welcome, Chantel. Thank you for being part of the Silent Battle podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me, Erica.
0: Of course. I'm I'm just really excited that you're here. So Chantel, can you again tell our listeners the name of your autoimmune disease? and share your story with us regarding when this autoimmune disease showed up in your life.
1: Certainly. Um, the autoimmune disease that I have is lupus. I was officially diagnosed on my birthday, which is March on March uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed the symptoms um, in 2017. Um, the first symptom that I had was kind of weird. Um, I had an allergic reaction to honey, which is something that I eat all the time. Mm -hmm. So from there, um, I went to the emergency room because I had to get uh, Benadryl, get the drip because my throat was closing, it was just a lot going on. (laughs) Yes. And then a couple of months later, I just started to feel very fatigued. Um, I guess the easiest way to describe the fatigue that I was feeling, um, I felt like I was carrying someone that weighed 200 pounds on me so um, I started going to the doctor in October of that year and at first they thought that I probably had a sinus infection because I do suffer from sinuses and plus since I started having new um, allergies to various foods Mm -hmm. so they thought that could have been the problem so what they did is that they gave me antibiotics and they also gave me steroids And then I noticed after I finished that treatment, I still was feeling so fatigued. And the way that I described it to my doctor was, I felt like when I had mono Mm -hmm. in 2009. And we'll get back to the mono in a second. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I was going back and forth to the doctor, to the emergency room, to the ER, and all they kept doing was giving me antibiotics and Mm -hmm. giving me prednisone thinking that um it must be a really bad sinus infection and i mean i hit my deductible within like (laughs) by november my deductible was hit with all these doctor visits and um it was just frustrating and then at that point um i went to new york in december and everyone that saw me in new york said oh my gosh you lost so much weight and i didn't notice it my husband didn't notice it Mm -hmm. but then I realized certain clothes that I used to wear just started fitting real loose. So um, at this point, I was just frustrated um, going back because I knew something was wrong with me, but the doctors kept saying nothing's wrong. My labs, nothing is wrong. Right. So, now, so we fast forward to um, January, and I went to my primary care because at this point, I'm like, something is wrong, and I just feel so frustrated that no one is. Uh, Believing me. Uh-huh. So when I went back to my primary care, she came in with a very monotone, caring voice and basically was trying to say that it must be made up because all the labs that they're running, all the tests that they're running, nothing is showing up. So at this point, like I flipped out. I can't repeat exactly what I said to her right. <laughs> in the office, but I'm like, listen, something is, something is wrong. Like I'm not supposed to like this. I've never felt like this. Right. And her thing was, you know, oh, it must also be I'm a you know, my daughter at the time was three, so she's like, you know, it's probably work that's stressing you out and dealing with the three year old and you know, so she wanted to prescribe antidepressants to me uh-huh. and I just left. So, it ha- so the next day now was my annual with my OBGYN. And me and my doctor, we have a very good relationship to the point that um, I've been going to her for 15 years. And year four, she told me I'm not allowed to have any morning appointments because by the time we talk and laugh, I mess up her whole schedule. So I'm <laughs> always her last person. <laughs> so when she saw me this time, she was like, what's wrong? You know, um, you don't know, look yourself. You're not your perky self, and I'm explaining to her everything that I'm feeling, and you know my whole journey about going to the various doctors. They're giving me all the antibiotics. Nice. So she, so she asked me, like, do you have your lab results with you? And I said, yes. Yeah. So I showed her all five from all the various times I went between um, October 2017 um, to January 2018. So she asked me if they ever took an A&A test. And I'm like, I don't know, what's that? And she was like, oh, um, it's a test that can see if you have an autoimmune disease. And she said, you know, she has a couple of patients that um, came into her with fatigue and they took the test and it ended up that they had it. And she said, because looking at your labs, I, I don't see anything wrong. Like everything on your labs is fine. So she went and ran the test, and I want to say three days later she came back and told me it was positive, and mm-hmm. that I needed to see a rheumatologist. So that's that's my long story of how um, I found out
0: that I had. Risk. So in the beginning, it was you were very fatigued, and then you, the allergic reaction that was part of it as well, with the honey. Uh, well,
1: what happened is to me is like um because my body was going through um I guess the autoimmune right it heightened my allergies so I'm, I'm every day is something new like I can eat an apple today and then tomorrow I need benadryl wow. so I think with lupus I know it um attacks certain organs and certain parts and I just to me personally I just feel that in my case it was um my allergy that it heightened
0: right Wow. So, yes.
1: So, um, oh sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, I was going to say, um, now that you know that you have lupus, how do you manage your symptoms?
1: Well, um, currently my, uh, medication that I'm on is Plaquenil, and then I just take, um, steroids as needed. Uh So, in the beginning, like I said, it was the fatigue, and then slowly, I want to say in two thousand, the end of two thousand eighteen, I started to get the joint pains and the joint swelling and um, the weight gain. So I prior to, I ended up losing like thirty pounds within the month, uh, within a four month radius. And I didn't notice it until everyone else noticed it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I did. And then, so I slowly started to gain weight and then now I gave a little bit more weight. So I'm like, if I can get the lose weight part back, that'll be perfect, <laughs> but everything else, you know, <laughs> I don't want that part back. So how I maintain it, um, it took a while. Uh, basically, I just know not to overdo myself. I don't, um, I make sure my schedule is very loose because I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel. Mm-hmm. So and then and to me that's the hardest part because I'm very active. I, I my daughter is now eight, so you know we do a lot of activities. Where now I have to slow it down because if not, um I know I'm gonna have a flare. I know I'm gonna be extremely tired. So if I do right. too much today, I know for so the next three days I can't do anything. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be in the bed the whole day or I'm gonna be swollen. So currently, that's all I'm doing right now. I know my doctor wants me to do exercise because he says that the exercise will help with the fatigue. Uh-huh. But at this point, it's kind of hard for me because um, for example, I started walking, I would do 20 minutes in the morning uh-huh. and then for the next two days, I can't move. Uh, it, it just takes a toll on me. Right,
0: it takes everything yes. out of you.
1: Everything out of me. So he told me instead of to going for that big number, he said even if it's five, ten minutes a day, until I slowly build back up up stamina to go.
0: I love the fact that you didn't accept no, you know that from your from the other doctors, uh, your previous doctors about. I mean, you didn't accept the fact that they were saying there was nothing wrong. Uh, you know, that you kept on and kept on until you actually were able to find a, do- a diagnosis, a proper diagnosis.
1: Yes, and um, and that's one thing. I, I, if no one gets anything out of this podcast, I want everyone to know that you are your advocate. You can't take what a doctor says at face value. You know what's normal for you. You know um, what fatigue is. Like, they tried to tell me it was because I had uh, my toddler at the time. Mm-hmm. I had work. I had other stress factors, but um, that fatigue is a different fatigue than what I was feeling. Right, that fatigue is. Um, I couldn't get out the bed to go to the bathroom. It was. It it took everything in me to roll out the bed, and my bathroom is in our bed.
0: And you so I, and you know your body, you know.
1: Yes. 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 Yes.
0: And so, you know, I think that it's super important that you advocate it for yourself um, and that, you know, you all out there advocate for yourself. You know, if you feel that something's wrong, you continue to if this doctor is saying there's nothing wrong and you still think there is, go to the next doctor, find someone, find a doctor that's going to help you and get you the diagnosis that you that you uh, need in order to get better, and so I'm so glad that you were able to to do that, you know?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Have you... Then, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, no, no. And then I was going to say, too, also with the, the question that you was asked me about also managing my symptoms, the rheumatologist that I have I is amazing. I think that's another important thing with your journey is to make sure you have doctors who you trust, doctors who are advocates for you, doctors who when you tell them that you're the the tip of your finger hurts, they're not like, oh, it's nothing. Like they're like, oh, really? Like exactly describe, you know, what that pain is. Absolutely. And I think with the rheumatologist that I have, um, he works well with me and he also helps me to keep my symptoms as low as possible. The other thing that I also like about him is that um, He knows that I don't like taking medicine and all that stuff, but he Mm -hmm. did tell me that I need to take my Plaquenil daily. Like if not, um, um, like that's basically my lifeline. Like, it's called Plaquenil? Plaquenil, yes. Okay. Yes. And, um, so he keeps me healthy so that I will not I don't have to go and take other medicines. So right. I think having that relationship with your doctor and having that trust is also um, something that's important. And then he also lets me know, like, if I'm doing too much, like, listen, if you think you feel bad now, if you don't stop what you're doing, you're gonna feel worse. You know. Yeah. That, not someone who's gonna pacify you and like, Oh, if you don't wanna do that, you know, that's fine. But someone who's gonna tell you like everything is good now but you know, down the world road this can affect your kidneys and if it affects your kidneys that's dialysis and, or it can affect your heart or it can affect your lungs. So if you do what you need to do now, it can prevent help prevent or prolong you having to deal with the other side effects later down the road.
0: Oh yeah, I you know and I completely agree with you having that uh, doctor-patient uh, relationship, you know, it's very important. Um, you know, to to have that trust um, because they're they're part of your support system. So you you need to have a good relationship with your doctor. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, has it been hard for you to adjust to taking? Um, I know you only take the medic. Uh, I was going to say medications, but you only take one, the Plaquenote but has been hard for you to adjust to taking, um, that medicine for your lupus?
1: Um, my whole thing is I think we all have this issue is I forget if I take it or not. And in the beginning, I didn't want the old people, um, medicine, <laughs> medicine tray with the morning and the, the afternoon, you know, I used to laugh at my mom with that tray. Yeah. But, once, <laughs> but once I got into that routine, um, it's good. I'm, I'm okay with that. The only medication that I do not like to take but I have to take when needed is the steroids.
0: Okay and how much how many how much steroids are you on?
1: Well usually if I need it I would take a um a five pack so just for the five days okay. but it's just for me to remember to take it and I just don't like how the steroids make me feel. I know that um right I'll, yeah I just don't like that anxious feeling and how it just makes me
0: feel. I understand. Um, Have you had to make a lot of adjustments uh, to your daily routine because of lupus uh, due to it affecting you physically? And I know you talked some about that. You were saying, you know, about how you have to slow it down some because of, you know, you being easily fatigued. But can you give us more um, insight about that? Tell us more about that.
1: Yes, so um, the adjustments that I made, so I'll have to do pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. So pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. it was very hard for me to adjust because um, I'm the one that takes my daughter to school and then I have to commute to work and then I'm also the one that has to pick her up and um, take her to whatever after-school curricular activities that she has mm-hmm. where my husband, he, he doesn't have the flexibility that i had so um pre-pandemic it was very hard to adjust because um i want to keep going my body's like if you do one more thing like we're, we're not moving anymore you know so right. i used to feel <laughs> <laughs> so i used to feel the effects of that and then because of that certain things i had to stop so and um before everything she did the swimming the dance the um She did one more um, curriculum activity that I can't remember. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I had to say, okay, out of these three, which one do you want to do? And then she told me, okay, I just want to do swimming and I want to do dance. So it was just cutting back. And then I used to like to work out and stuff. So all of that had to stop. So I had to adjust to let myself know, like, I'm not not the same Chantel that I used to be. So I have to pull back. So now pandemic... And post-pandemic, um, there's not a lot of adjustment because I am fortunate enough to work from home. And I still That's work awesome. from home. So I'm able to, if I'm not feeling good, I can take a nap and come back and continue working. And I'm not in a structure. I have to be you on know, clock in at 9 and clock out at 5. Right. Where I work, I have a an amazing boss who I did tell what was going on. and. Funny enough, she's also in the same situation. She doesn't know where her auto is, at. and she's been—it's been years that she's been testing, so she understands. And she's okay with me if I have to take a nap from eleven to one, because she knows I'll come back on at two o'clock. And if I have to work till ten o'clock tonight, so I so post-pandemic, it's been the adjustment has been amazing. And I know I'm very fortunate. And I know there's a lot of people that don't have that. Yeah. To
0: do that. Yes. Well, that's really awesome that you have a boss that is so understanding um, about your situation, about lupus, um, because you know that makes it easier when you have, um, you know, a, a boss out there that is willing to work with you um, when you have an illness. Yes. <laughs> and what challenges have you faced, not physically? but mentally, since you were diagnosed with lupus? 2
1: um, twofold. Mentally, um, it was very hard in the beginning, prior knowing I had an autoimmune, but not knowing which one. Um, it was kind of stressful, because you just want to know what it is, you right. know? And then once I found out it was lupus, I was happy, not that I had to do this, but to know like, okay, I know exactly what it is now. Right. We have a name for this, and then we can figure out the next steps. The net, right. And then I, yes, and then afterwards, to me, it was going through a grieving process. It was like, okay, I have this disease. Why me? Yes. Um, I can't do the things that I used to do, and then you come to the point of acceptance. Like, right. okay, this is this is it. Like just be grateful for the little goals. Like, I'm happy I woke up and my feet no longer hurt or my hands no longer swollen. And then, oh, my gosh, like, we took my daughter to Disney in um, April. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was able to do the whole Disney trip. And I wasn't, fit, you know, like, I felt like old me. But yes. trust and believe when I came back that whole week, I was <laughs> waiting for them Even worn but out. Like the small, right, but like the small victory. And then I think, too, um just realizing that you got to take care of yourself because at first too I was feeling guilty of having friends that are asking hey can we go out or even my husband would want to go out on dates and stuff and I mean in the morning I'm like yeah sure and then by the afternoon like I feel like I have been hit by a truck so and then I would feel guilty and then I wouldn't make these plans because I'm not sure if I'm gonna you know end up Fulfilling these plans, and then a lot of friends not realizing how 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 I felt. So a lot of them thought I was just brushing them off, mm-hmm. or I just was trying to be a hermit. And it's not that. It's just like I really can't. I don't. I don't know what how I'm gonna feel. And then I can feel fine now. And thirty minutes later, um, I can't get out of bed. So
0: you know, right? No, I completely understand uh, what you're going through. Um, you know, I recently. Just um, moved to the area that I'm in, and I have some friends here that I would like to go out with. And but you know, in the morning I feel fine, but in the afternoon I feel like I've been, like you said, hit by a bus. Uh, I'm I'm worn out. I'm tired. Um, you know, so you just don't know how you're going to feel so it's not that you're trying to brush off people or blow off people it's just you truly do your body just feels like that you know you wake up in the morning with all this energy and then by you know I know me after lunchtime, it, I can feel myself starting to wind down
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um, how has your family adjusted to you having lupus you know I asked this question Because I always say it's not just us with the disease learning to adjust, but it's our families as well. So how is your family, your husband and your daughter and, you know, your whole family, how have have they adjusted to you having lupus?
1: Um, I know in the beginning with my husband, um, prior to us knowing what it was, um, he told me afterwards how scared he was because he didn't know what was going on but he couldn't tell that to me because he knew i was feeling the same way because i didn't know because i mean there was nights i went to bed and i i just knew it was it like i don't think i'm waking up so because of how how i felt um it's been a big adjustment because
0: sure.
1: yeah because prior to that we were we used to go out all the time we used to have, just have a lot of fun where now it's like we make plans and um I'm tired or I have to cancel and a lot of times I'll push myself to go and then he can look at me and tell like, you know what, you're not feeling well, let's just leave. Yeah. So, um and then another thing that he does do which gets on my nerves, but I mean it's he's doing it for the best is like if we are out and like if I'm volunteering and he can tell that I'm tired and I'm like, No, no, I'm fine and he knows that I'm fine and then like he'll put his foot down, like, no, we're leaving now, you know? And I'm like, why do you gotta tell me what to do? You know, we go home and then I'm um, secretly, like the next day I'm like, oh yeah, thank you. Cause I know I feel bad, but I know I would have felt worse if I stayed.
0: Right, An <laughs> right. extra
1: hour or whatever it was. So, I mean, he's very supportive, you know, he makes sure I go to the doctor and he'll always ask me like, where's your next doctor's appointment? What was, what was discussed? Um, whenever there's like, if I'm taking a test or something, um, he'll come on the call with me and the doctor to go over the results and know exactly what's going on so i'm very grateful for that um with my daughter it's kind of hard because i have to explain to her that i have lupus and you know sometimes mommy gets tired and you know mommy wants to do a lot of stuff but sometimes she can't and you know she'll understand right you know i but when i'm sick you can tell like when i'm really feeling tired she'll have empathy for me um, and then she'll go and call my mom or she'll tell her dad like you know she really doesn't like when mom gets sick like that you know that hurts me sometimes yeah. and then there's other times too when she wants to do something and I'm telling her I'm not I can't and you know and then she gets frustrated too like you know you're always sick we never get to do anything and you know I feel bad and you know and then yeah. she'll come back and say you know I'm sorry I didn't really mean to say that I'm like I know and I, the same way you're frustrated I'm frustrated too and my my family is really supportive. My I have cousins that are like sisters to me, so they understand too. If we make plans and I'm like I can't go, so they'll just be like, hey, we'll come over and hang out with you, you know, things like that. So I'm very fortunate that's great. in that aspect.
0: Yeah, yeah that's wonderful. Um, it sounds like you have a really great support system, and that's so important. So I'm very glad for that for you. Um, Thanks. do you have, a um, more. is there, what do you think is most important for our listeners that are battling their autoimmune diseases to know?
1: Um, number one, be your advocate. Know your body. Uh, make sure uh, your doctors listen to what you have to say. Number two, um, I learned the hard way. Don't be too hard on yourself. It's okay that the house didn't get cleaned. It's okay that you didn't get to do all the chores on your um, list. Yes. Um, it's okay that you didn't make dinner and you had to use Uber. It's fine. <laughs> Life <laughs> is too short, you know? Yes. Because um, sometimes we hit ourselves over the head with that. Um, and it's okay if you're having a bad day to feel sorry for yourself, but don't stay there.
0: Absolutely. Do you have anything else you want to share? or add to today's segment?
1: Um. Just, um, I, don't, I don't even know, just... Um,
0: you made a lot of good points in, in, in your <laughs> I interview. Can't even,
1: you know, I can't even think of anything else that, that I would wanna add. Um, just um, if you have a group, I think also too is to be, get connected with other people that are going through the same things that you're going through, um, your story, no matter how small you think your story is, it helps someone else. Yes. Um, only us can understand our black um, comedy when we think of, when we talk about how tired we are, and we can laugh at ourselves. So. Yes. Also, too, um, there's a lot of uh, groups on Facebook that helped me tremendously. When I not in the beginning part when I was going through my loop this, like, um, terms like a flare up, I remember when I first started, my doctor asked me if I was going through a flare. I was like, I don't know what a flare is. Um, This is how I feel every day, you know? And then just going into that group and saying, hey, what's a flare? And you know, like everyone's telling their experience. Um, So I think getting support from people who are actually going through what you're going through um, is amazing. And if you can help somebody, definitely do that as well.
0: I think that's great advice. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, You know, reach out, you know, reach out to people. um, You know, it, it will help tremendously. And Chantel, again, I appreciate you so much for coming on here today with me and allowing me to interview you. You've been such a pleasure to talk to. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And I know this interview really educated and helped a lot of listeners out there. And remember, if you out there have any questions or comments, please email me at the Silent battle 2022 at gmail.com. Again, it's the silentbattle2022 at gmail.com. And always remember, life is tough, but so are you. Everyone have a great rest of the day. Thank you again, Chantel.
1: Thank you.